I'm delighted to announce that the National Association for Primary Education has exclusively released a video from its Primary Education Summit, Visions for the Future. This video, recorded by me, Mark Taylor, and Al Kingsley, talks about creating digital strategies for schools. This video is available for you to watch now at educationonfire.com forward slash blog, which I really hope gives you a taster of some of the amazing content that was available as part of that Primary Education Summit. That's educationonfire.com forward slash blog. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support us, please do just go to educationonfire.com forward slash support. That just goes to my Buy Me A Coffee page. If you can afford to donate a coffee or, or multiple coffees, that would be absolutely fantastic. It just helps us keep the keep the show going, give us the opportunity to kind of bring you more and more fantastic conversations and hopefully give you some inspiration about what Education on Fire really is. Today I'm chatting to Tammy Harrell and she's the Chief Audiologist and Director of Clinical Research at Nuance Hearing. Tammy is an audiologist and speech pathologist with a Master's Degree in Communication Disorders. With more than 15 years of experience with hearing aids and auditory rehabilitation in the public and private sector, she joined Nuance Hearing at the early stages of the company's development. Nuance Hearing was founded in 2015 with the fundamental goal of developing a technological solution for the cocktail party problem, the difficulty of understanding speech in noisy environments. Now this has morphed and grown in many different directions and obviously here we're talking about education and one of the real benefits that's come out of this is the ability to support students within the school environment to be able to help pick out noises and people chatting, not just the teacher at the front being heard uh, from a pupil sitting further back but also being multi-directional and the chance to hear people next to you, people around you and to be able to pinpoint exactly what it is that you want to hear in a noisy classroom which is obviously really helps people with hearing difficulties but also with other needs as well. So I really hope you enjoyed this. My conversation with Tammy Harrell talking about nuance hearing. Hi Tammy, thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. We have such a diverse um, conversations and things on this show, but I'm not sure we've had one that specifically talked about hearing directly and also the things that we can do to help support children in so many different ways. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited. So we should first of all talk about exactly where you're based and uh, and which part of the world that you're in. Okay, so I'm from Israel. And and tell me tell me a little bit about the company. How long has it been going, and sort of what's its sort of aims and objectives, as it were? Okay, so so Nuance Hearing uh, was founded about eight years ago, and at first we were trying to 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 solve the the cocktail party problem which is uh, your difficulties of hearing when you're in a noisy place uh, so that was actually the reason the company was funded and since then we have created some technologies that are helpful uh, for both hearing impaired uh, people and as we later found out uh, for children in school um, so which actually is why I'm here. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and, and and that kind of cocktail party experience is that was that specifically for people who 
had a hearing difficulty or or was it also the fact that many people find it difficult when when obviously it's noisy in, in that kind of scenario so, so so things are really changing right now to the understanding that everyone suffers from difficulties understanding speech and noise so even if in our 40s uh, we are um it, it's getting more difficult to us than when we were younger so it's an issue that everyone is facing, but uh, obviously people who are willing to, to, to act on it are some people, are, are those where the disability is, uh, is much more um, intense or, uh, or much more noticeable. And, and tell me, what are some of these technologies? What, what was sort of that kind of, from that light bulb moment of kind of, yes, we, you know, we want to try and help this to, to what became sort of some real sort of practical measures? What we have developed in Nuance Hearing is, is a remote microphone that is able to, uh, to enhance speech coming from one direction and reduce the, the volume of, the, of distractions coming from other directions. Uh, we thought at the beginning that it's something that would be uh, very good for people with, uh, with hearing loss that are not using hearing aids or for people with hearing loss that are using hearing aids uh, because the hearing aids today are not able to to solve this kind of problem but in the process we we have found we, we have found out that uh, actually this technology may help other populations that we didn't have in mind at first um, it all started out when uh, we were shooting uh, some commercial for uh, like some some video clip to showing what we can do and one of the actresses there she said wow my kid as an as ADHD, and I think he would definitely love some product like this in his classroom. And then we started thinking, wow, that's, that's another area that we never thought about. And this was about, I think, six years ago that we have shifted towards this direction. Uh, and since then, we we did we really expanded our understanding of how this device can help not only the the, the cocktail party problem that we were aiming to solve at first, but uh, the learning gap of people of of students uh, with sensory difficulties uh, in school. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, to me as a, a podcaster, I mean, I have limited knowledge of, of audio, but uh, uh, enough about microphones and that kind of thing. And, and that sense of having having something which is literally picking up something directional, um, like the mic I'm, I'm picking and speaking to now, as opposed to certain microphones where it picks up the whole room and the idea is to pick up um, as much sound as possible. So it makes perfect sense to me, that kind of idea of just sort of being able to sort of pinpoint, like say, something which is per perfectly in front. And are you able to sort of describe um, what what these devices look like? Are they sort of over the years thing or are they discreet? Are they in the years? How does, how does it look and how does it work from that point of view? Uh, so the device itself, the microphone array, is something really small, like uh, um, like the huh, like cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, so like the the part in beneath the cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and it is connected to 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 normal headphones, uh, whichever you like. You can have it over the head, uh, or you can have it in ear, whatever the student prefers. Um, and this the earphones are connected to the device the device can is put on the on the student's uh, desk um and he can uh, he or she can control the direction they want to listen to so they can listen to the teacher but they, they can also um 
choose to listen to another direction. For example, if there is a discussion in class uh, and the, the device can, of course, also do it uh, manually, uh, automatically, sorry, automatically and, um, and choose the direction uh, from which sound is coming the most uh, most intense yeah i got you so it's it's almost like um like say like a, a coffee mat as it were or or, or a place a, a, a place setting um um about that sort of yeah. size as a, the base of a coffee cup and then and that 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 is essentially the microphone and then you're able to then control it from wherever you are like to, to point it like say towards the teacher or or to have it for for those people around you got you yes and so if you have sort of multiple people in, in a class, for example, as we're here sort of talking about education. So we, you would need one device per student or would you be able to have one one device per a table or group of people? How, how would you do that? One device per student. Uh, one of the ideas of, of this product is that you control what you want to listen to. So unlike um, FM systems that are also in use in school, usually for people with hearing loss, um, this is a device, if, if you don't know it, it's a device that is comprised of, 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 of two uh, of Two, uh, two, two parts. Uh, the teacher is wearing some sort of microphone, um, and it transmits transmits the, the her sound uh, through radio waves to headphones that are. Um, at the students uh, on the students' ears or hearing aids, of course, or cochlear implants, whatever. Um, this device supplies a really good uh, speech to noise ratio. That means the signal you want to listen to is uh, is a lot louder than the noise, because the microphone is is the closest thing to the to the teacher's mouth. Um, however, uh, when you use this, all, all you can hear is the teacher. So if if a discussion is occurring in class and you want to listen to someone sitting in the back of you, unless the teacher uh, will repeat what the student says, uh, you cannot hear it uh, because all you hear is what the teacher is saying. So so here uh, it's definitely one device per student uh, so they can be able to control where they want to, to shift their attention to. Yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense, and I guess as well, it's so um, diverse in as much as it, it might just need one person in the room that needs that extra support. In which case, they obviously that that's fine, or it might be many people. It doesn't actually matter. You've got that kind of personal control, like you said, not just in terms of the settings, but in terms of making your life work for you in any given class. Because I guess you just take it with you and you move around, and and that gives you everything that you need. Yeah, if I if I if we were doing like individual work in the classroom and I want to listen to my to my mate, so I I can direct it to to them and uh, and decrease the sound of other directions. Even the teacher, if I don't want to listen to, uh, like when I'm doing individual work. And is this something which typically um, the individual would need to buy for themselves? Is it something the school would support with if you sort of? How has it sort of worked in from that point of view, from your experience? Um, so we have experience with both methods. Uh, we have some schools that have bought several units, uh, which they keep uh, sort of in their toolbox, and the students can come uh, to the secretary in the morning and say, "Okay, I, I would like to to have the the voice selector today. I have this lesson that I know I, I need to use it." And they take them, and the school is actually responsible for for everything, for the charging and and all you need to do for the device. 
and this is really working because the the entire system is is really engaged and we have some uh, some some other uh, schools in which just students have bought it and they've used it individually so we, we have both things definitely i think that once the school is also involved it's uh, it's it, it can really facilitate the use of the device for the students and definitely could even help more students uh, in case they need it yeah and it really sort of shows that buy-in doesn't it of kind of that personalized learning and supporting every child no matter what they need whether it's like say related to their hearing or, or any part of their learning it's that when you like you say you feel like you're all supporting each other I, I think like you say that gives a whole different kind of context to how every person feels about their learning and that support beyond like say just the information they might be getting or or how they're sort of um coming across in class you mentioned there about the charging. That's an interesting point. Is it kind of like a, a USB kind of rechargeable, or is it um, batteries you have to have to put in? How does that work? No, no, it's a it's a USB rechargeable case, and um, and you have to charge it once in a few days. Uh, so it's not gonna the battery is not gonna end in the middle of the of school day. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you must remember to charge it. It's another issue <laughs> i think in this day and age i think with so many things which charge now it's on, on the top of everyone's agenda isn't it whether it's their phone or like say or the microphone yeah. or or whatever it is that they're that they're actually doing um and and tell us a little bit about your your journey i mean how did your sort of pre um nuance hearing um life look and and how does it sort of differ now and you're sort of working with the company and uh, and everything in terms of sort of that professional role that you had before um so for me uh coming from the from the hearing world um i i'm an audiologist uh, for almost 20 years um and i've been working mainly with with, with adults with hearing loss um with uh, fitting hearing aids and uh, counseling regarding hearing loss and i was working in a non-profit organization uh for people with hearing loss and one day um when uh, someone came to me uh, and say oh we're trying to develop something to help people to, to help people hearing in noisy situations and could you do, do you want to take a part of it and i was really excited to to be able to to change uh, what's going on today because uh, many people with hearing loss are uh, are having difficulties understanding speech and noise and the car current technologies in hearing aids are not helpful enough for this uh, so it was very exciting to take part of a new thing and what was most exciting was that this change of course that I, that i mentioned before that we started realizing that there's a whole lot of people out there who can benefit from this uh, improving um, listening in noise. So the natural candidates for this are people with uh, auditory processing disorders, which is very, uh, uh, very common at school. I don't know. I think in the UK they treat it much more uh, like they they recognize it and diagnose this much more than they do in Israel. And children with auditory processing disorders are really having difficulties listening to direction the teacher is giving, uh, especially when the class is noisy. 
so in terms of if your day to day, obviously, like you said, you were sort of working in in in, in one one field, and you sort of brought that knowledge in into this new field. What does your sort of day to day life look like um, from uh, sort of the differences, and I guess maybe some of the things which are the same as well in terms of those those different working environments. I guess that if you if you try to find not the differences but what is common about everything I do, is the focus about uh, focus on. Um, listening effort listening effort is um is a really like um a really expanding term now in in audiology uh, and it refers to to the mental effort to the mental to the cognitive capacity that you have to to put in uh, to understand uh, a spoken message uh, there is a nice um, a model it's called the fuel framework for understanding effortful uh, listening it has a really nice look thinking about listening effort in which there is the listener that can have um, different capabilities. For example, uh, if we talk about a listener that is uh, hard of hearing, then they're not hearing so well, or they can be someone with good hearing or someone with uh, having trouble to, to focus, uh, for example, attention deficit disorder. And then there's the task difficulties that the task could be either something really, uh, really easy, like when I'm speaking to you, just uh, just the two of us and the microphones are working good and uh, I can hear your voice clearly, or that if the environment can be really difficult if we are listening uh, in a noisy situation and many people around. And all this also uh, takes into account the motivation of the of the listener. So if I'm a student and I'm sitting in a classroom. Uh, when we talk about uh, dinosaurs, which are my favorite, uh, my favorite thing, uh, then I can be really um, invested in the conversation, and that way I have a lot of uh, motivation, and I, I would like to to spend all this uh, capacity, all the, all the cognitive capacity that I have to to listen. Uh, whereas uh, someone else who is only interested in uh, in out will not be so motivated to listen. So. So this listening effort, uh, so all these three three things, um, the the task difficulty and the listeners um, and the motivation, this is what what makes the the listening effort. And I guess that in every aspect of my work, I really try to to see how we can we can help overcome this. So if it's here in the in, in the work for the work that we do here in UN's hearing, trying to to ease listening for children in the classroom, or in my previous previous life as as an audiologist, trying to to ease listening effort in for uh, for hard of hearing people, or in my PhD where I do the same for for geriatric patients, this is like what I research now. So it's all the same about the listening effort, um, but things do look different uh, because each person is, is is different. And when you go to the classroom, you have different, uh, you need different things than, than you do when you're in a cocktail party. So we had to to change a lot of the uh, um, the user interface of the device, uh, how it looks, um, and and many other features to to have them really compatible with for students and and just talk to us a little bit about that kind of interface is it something that you're doing on on the device is there a supportive app or something i know so many so many different ways that these sorts of things work but 
Yeah, it's it's just on the device. Uh, the device has uh, is is attached. The device itself, it's like a touch screen, and you can touch the the direction you want to listen to. It's pretty intuitive uh, to use. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's really interesting sort of talking about you know the the essence of what's the same in terms of what you're doing, and it's interesting that the effort it takes to listen and and also like say the nuance within that in terms of it doesn't actually matter at the moment because i'm just generally around something which is happening as opposed to like you say i'm I'm really invested in this and i really want to but there's so many barriers like say because it's noisy or, or whatever it happens to be and i'm not even sure as educators generally we take that on board no matter what the hearing capabilities are of people, because it, like I say, it makes a big difference to the energy level that goes in, the amount of work that you have to do, the concentration. And, and I think that's a really interesting point. And I'm sure for any educator in any situation, that, that's worth really considering in terms of how you're delivering what you're doing and how you're expecting it to be received no matter what the environment is that you're doing. And I, I guess that even sort of stems back to the kind of, can you please be quiet class because we're trying to concentrate or as opposed to, to that kind of, it's okay to sort of be having this ongoing discussions about things, but all of that's going to make a big difference to different people in different ways. And being aware of how that might affect each individual child is something which they should be aware of and also sort of be practically supporting as, as best they can. It's important to see what what the child puts in that equation. You can have two child two children in the classroom, both of the same um, attention deficit disorder or the same auditory processing disorder, but each one has different needs and different things that we can do to to include to include them more to help them overcome this uh, this gap uh, of uh, of the effort of listening. Yeah, because I mean, what we were trying to do is to create a, an environment that supports the child to learn in the in the best way that they can. And this is such an integral part of that, like you say, on on that sort of personalized level. I'm, I'm always curious when people are involved in education in any way, is there a teacher or, or a learning experience, a school experience that you remember that um, had an effect on you and maybe even has an effect on, on what you're doing within your sort of working life now? There's one teacher that I remember. Um... Uh, it's probably can uh, like in Israel things are very informal, uh, and the one th- th- teacher I remember and the one thing I remember from her is that she made us uh, stand when she when she got in the class. I don't know if it's normal uh, outside of Israel, but for me it was just this one teacher, um, and. and at first, we took it as a sign of um, like she wants our respect. Um, but coming to later life, I, I, I began to, to realize that it was some 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 um, form of asking us to be mindful of what's going on here. Um, so I really remember this um, in a positive way that when she got in and uh, we all. Um, stood stood up and it was like acknowledging okay there's learning's gonna happen now something is gonna happen now and i really liked it yeah i i, I like that and I, I i talk about that sometimes when i'm when i'm teaching um, music drums and percussion there are certain things i like to do at the beginning of, of of each class and part of it's like a physical warm-up and part of it is is kind of a mental warm-up because i explain they might have just come from chemistry or biology or english or something you know something different than what they're going to be doing in their music lesson but also it's just that that sense of ah oh, yes this is familiar it's the same each time it's given me a sense of 
being in the environment that I know and I'm comfortable in, which is going to set the scene well for what we're going to do for the next half an hour or so. And, and it just struck me as the, the same sort of thing. Like you say, it's almost like a switch of kind of, yeah. oh, yes, here we are. And now we know what's going to happen. And, and then we move on from there. Yeah very, yeah, very, very interesting. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Or maybe um, looking back now, um, some advice you'd give a, a younger Tammy in terms of, yes, I think if I'd known this back then, maybe it would have been supportive or... Well, it, it's advice that I actually read in a book lately. Um, it says the biggest waste of time is to compare yourself to others. Um, and I think I, I, I would I would go about saying this to, to my younger self. Really, I think that's, that it's so true. And it's one of the hardest things to do, isn't it, sometimes? Because it's, it's what everyone does and, it, and it's what the world seems to be replicating more and more and more with sort of pictures and social media and just everyone just being in the public eye and also not being their true selves in that situation as well it's always just a snapshot of what people want you to see as well i think that general advice of just kind of do your thing and stay in your lane and and, and do it your way and authentically is um it just yeah there's a breath there and a, and a kind of a, a feeling of sort of um knowing yourself which i think is, is very positive but like i say easier said than done i think for so many people especially young people especially young people i think uh, i wasted so many times uh, so many hours uh, comparing thinking uh, and it's really useless uh, it's really useless um i think i would also say that uh, i would also like my younger self to know that uh, when every time like one door closes, another one opens, maybe it could also help ease the coping with life. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that kind of, I'm not sure it's blinkered, but it is that kind of sense. We think it needs to look a certain way. And I think that's sort of built into the system, isn't it, in terms of learning and in exams, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. But everything, everybody's journey sort of seems to go in multiple directions. And, and like you say, <laughs> is one door closes another one opens and you might still get to the sort of destinational experience the sorts of things that you want to but it probably isn't necessarily going to be in the direct route that you thought would be the case yeah is there a resource you'd like to share with us and this could be anything from a, a book a podcast a video a song a, a, anything which you that you've enjoyed and or or that you'd like to say had an impact and it could be professional or it could be personal whatever you like I think that the things that had an impact on my life, uh, these are always like time sensitive things, like something that had an impact in my, on my life when I was younger. Um, I, it does not really apply, uh, apply now. And now as a mother, uh, it's mostly um, children's book that I read. Uh, but I do read uh, a really good one uh, lately. Um, and it's called uh, the the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, um, and it's like um, a book about um, just you know just sayings from these uh, like the meeting of all these all, all these four people, and I have some some nice phrases that I like to to tell to my uh, to my children, and there's one of them that I especially caught my. Um, caught my uh, my eyes uh, is when the boy uh, says to his friends he says um, I think you you see much more than me uh, than I do you see much more value in me than I than I do so the horse responded um, 
okay, you'll catch up. Uh, and it's really, it's really like it's the last thing that inspired me. It was a yeah. few days ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I love that, and it gives a real sort of insight into yeah. in, 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 into everybody as they as they go through. Fantastic. Um, and and just as we round up, um, the acronym Fire from education on fire is something which we 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 feel is really important and and each of those elements are feedback inspiration resilience and empowerment definitely resilience you, you didn't have to, <laughs> to continue <laughs> to continue saying um i think that there's so many bumps in the road uh, and we we, we, we can help each other uh, overcome this uh, as, as, we, as we go along in our journey. And I think that someone who is resilient uh, can, it says that he has um, support from his environment, from his family, from himself. And this is really one of the things that's most important for me to, to, to teach my children and, and my students to be resilient. Yeah, so 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 incredibly important, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your your time and uh, and and all your experience that you share today. And um and let us know where can people find out more? How can they get hold of the device? Um, what's the best place for them to to go in and to check that out? Uh, so we have the the website nuancehearing.com and we are actually we'd really love to have more cooperation with uh with uk teachers who want to to use this so we would uh, welcome everyone if if someone wants to to, to reach out uh, directly to me uh to ask uh, questions about the product or to uh, to take one to experience i really really wanted to say that uh whenever you buy the product you have 30 days to use it and then if you if you don't like it you can have your money back and it's really important for us to to have this um to have this uh, reassurance uh we only want people who like it to use it and we know that sometimes uh different sensory needs uh, require different uh, different assistive assistive devices and not everyone will will like it uh and not everyone will be will want to continue with it uh so we do give this opportunity to everyone uh, in case they don't like it Fantastic. Well, I think that's brilliant, isn't it? And like I say, that takes it all back to that kind of personalised learning and that everybody needing their 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 their, their own individual support and um and and it's really good for people to be able to hear that. So we'll make sure we've got links to everything on the show notes as well, so people can can click straight through and and can find the easiest way of getting in touch. So yeah, Tammy, thank you so much for being here and sharing, um, sharing all these insights as well. And uh, and and thank you, um, for. For, for everything that you're doing on behalf of everyone who's able to to use these devices because I think, you know, like I said, it's in so many ways it's impacting people in such a positive manner. So, yeah, thank you so much indeed. You're welcome. Thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community. With over 300 episodes, I've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people. Just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.